the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever wanted something that belonged to someone else so badly that you were willing to commit any overtly evil act to acquire it? Scripture tells us the prophet Nathan had to confront King David about David's coveting another man's wife. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the series on the Ten Commandments. He will be speaking from the subject, Thou Shalt Not Covet. To help you with this business of covetousness. This is the last commandment, so I gotta hang here a while. How do you deal with the spirit of covetousness? Listen, use wisdom in regard to major purchases and be patient. Use wisdom. You know, when the spirit of covetousness has caught you, all of a sudden you you buy more than you can afford. You spend more than you can pay for. You write checks that you don't have money in the bank for. You say, how can you, you know you don't have it. You know that money's not in the bank. And then you run and trying to catch it. No, you can't catch it. The system's too fast now. You used to can catch it, but technology has got it now where you can't even catch it. Use wisdom in regard. And if your checkbook is out of order, and some of you, your problem is you don't even know how to balance the book. And got too much pride to ask somebody to teach you. And if you don't know what you're doing, shut it up and write money orders. Go pay it at the courtesy booth. Hmm. How do you get a hand on? I mean, use wisdom in regards to major purchases and be patient. What that means, expensive vacations are not needed every year. Now, if you go Disney one year, amen, don't try to take a cruise the next. I mean, unless you can really live life at that level and there's no problem, then you might need to take one out of town and one in town, or at least in state. You're not going to take a cruise every year. And you ain't caught up with paying for the last cruise. Amen. Be reasonable. Be sensible. Dr. Sharosh was just here last week, and he wanted to take a tour of San Antonio. So my wife and I, we became tours. We saw how much it was to do these tours in San Antonio, and my wife and I concluded, huh, if we got to pay that much, we can just be our own tour guides. And shave off all this. We put them in the car and we took them all over the river walk into that. This is the great Alamo and this is, we went boat riding and we went up in River City. We were just, well, I was, I mean, that old man wore me out. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, and people ask, I was on a boat 
And this, uh, some other uh, couple, dear couple, they're sitting right next to him. You know, I'm asking about Jesus. And they said, oh, yeah. And I said, where are you from? They were somewhere around Tyler. And they said, where are you from? I said, San Antonio. And everybody started laughing. Because it's so strange for San Antonian to take a boat ride in their own city. Amen. You go all the way to Houston to go to Astroworld with Six Flags. What is this thing here? SeaWorld and Fiesta, Texas will give you the same ride. And you know you can't afford to use it. Your car ain't going to half make it. <laughs> you should not covet. You should not covet. It is not necessary to buy a new car as soon as you pay off the old car note. What's wrong with y'all? I hate car notes. I keep a car on an average of eight to ten years. On the average, I do. My last car, I rode that big white boat. Y'all know I did. We haul ensemble equipment. It, I mean, it had a deep trunk. We just put it in there. That Buick, I bought my kids from the hospital in that Buick. I'm, that, listen, when you ride in the spirit and you live right, God will put mileage on your car. Yes, he will, too. I know he will. I put over 200 and some thousand miles, wrote that Buick for 14 years, and it died when I finally got a new one. In the parking lot, literally, it wouldn't start after 14 years of starting. When I retired her, she wouldn't crack. The salesman couldn't even get it going again. I said, it stopped because God's servant is out of it. <laughs> Let me give you some wisdom. Listen, what you need to do with your car is maintain it, pray on it, and drive on. Maintain it, pray on it. You call her Nettie, Nellie, Nellie, sister girl, honey bun, whatever you call her, say, Lord, I'm praying for my honey bun. And drive on. Why are you investing God's given money on depreciating, depreciating value when you drive it off the lot, you can't recoup what you paid for? And then you pay off that six, seven hundred, five hundred, for whatever it is a month after four or five years, and you turn around and buy more instead of taking those funds and appropriating them in the spirit investing in the kingdom, investing in your family, investing in needs or whatever, and using it in a God-honoring way. You know why you got to have another car? You want to look good. The next car don't have the bells and whistles. The, the next car, the, your car don't have the bells and whistles that the next car has. You like the style, the body shape. Many times God gives the very ones that don't ask for it. <laughs> he gives I'm not praying for none of that. Because you know what? I don't know if I'm doing a good enough job with these I have to even merit anymore. And whatever I have, I have by the grace of God. And you know, why you ought to rejoice in the blessings of others? Listen, you can say, look what she, she thinks she's something. Every time I look around, she got a new dress. Well, what you talk? What is that to you? What is that you go do? What is that to you? 
Don't get mad at her because you mismanaged your money and can't buy nothing. That's the other side of it. <laughs> Covetousness. Rejoice. When folk look good, rejoice. When they move up, rejoice with them. Get a new car. Give me a ride in it. Give me a spin. Get a new house. Let me come in and bless it. And I'll walk out still shouting. Amen. Much given, much required. More space, more electricity. Amen. You got that little three room, that's all you cooling. Now you got nine rooms, mobile. Move up in the Sadidi hood, more taxes. Amen. Maybe you should have been there where the taxes were cheap. More insurance too. Coverage. Life insurance. All kind of school taxes. Everything go up. You say, ooh, I didn't know it was all this over here. You should have stayed where you were. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me preach this message. Listen, if you're going to deal with the issue of covetousness, be careful where you lay your treasures and don't lose focus. Be careful where you lay your treasures and don't lose focus. The scripture when obeyed a great remedies is a great remedy for a covetous spirit. Be careful where you lay your treasures and don't lose your focus. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Turn there. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. You see why you have to have your Bibles here? Because we let you look at the Bible for yourself so that you can see that it's not the gospel according to Draper, it's the gospel according to Jesus Christ. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. It says, do not lay up for yourselves. Say yourselves. Who, who is yourself? You, me. Do not lay up for you. Now, let's let the Bible talk to us. When we get to yourself, call your name. Do not lay up for, call it loud, random. Say it again. Random. Say it a little bit louder. Random. Okay, that's it. Treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth and rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Also. What's going to happen to this stuff? The moth's going to get it. They don't get it. It's going to rust out. It's going to weigh out. Or somebody going to come and snatch it from you. First Timothy 6, 7. First Timothy 6, 7 says, For we bought nothing in this world, and it is certain that we will carry nothing out. Greetings and welcome to the Maranatha Bible Church broadcast ministry with Pastor Randall Draper. We are excited about you joining us today as Pastor Draper continues the message, Thou Shalt Not Covet. 1 Timothy 6, 7. Think we brought nothing in this world. What you bring in here? Just you. You better be glad you got here. With all this abortion and stuff going on, you better be glad you got here. You know, what did you come in with? Did you come in with some tattoos on you? Amen. 
Oh, did you come in with, with fine jewelry? Fine hair pieces, fine suits. You bought all that stuff? You born with a house? Were you born with a cancer stick in your mouth? A ring in your nose? Were you born with a coors in your hand? Were you born with a lottery ticket to win at somebody else's loss? You came in here buck, buck, buck naked. And I serve notice on you today, you are going to leave here naked. Somebody asked, what did they take with them? The answer was, nothing. I've done many funerals in my ministry. I've been preaching since 1979. And I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. Never. Never. I've been in some graveyards where they tried to take it with them. And the director of the director said, now look at that over there, Pastor. They got this big old thing and it's air conditioned and it's got all this stuff in there, refrigerated, got all this stuff down in there. These mods got all that stuff. I said, what? I said, whoa, that is crazy. I mean, like you're going to come back and inherit it. Take it down there with, listen, to be absent in the body, you're going to lift your eyes up in heaven or you're going to lift your eyes up in hell and ain't none of this stuff going with you. Thomas Watson said, and I quote, most men pray for full purses than for pure hearts. Unquote. People want, hey, fatten my, how can I fatten my wallet? Fatten my purse. How many of you have prayed this week, this past week, for a pure heart and pure motives? Praise God for you are raising your hand. Because very few do. It's how can I pad my pocketbook? If you'll get a handle on covetousness, guard against the spirit of competition or trying to keep up with the Joneses. Excuse me if there are any Joneses here. I'm not talking about you. Unless it is you. Guard against the spirit of covetousness or trying to keep up with the Joneses. Having much or more than someone else. For the, for this is a breeding ground for discontentment, jealousy, and resentment. Trying to keep up with folk and impress folk that don't like you anyhow. Guard against a spirit of competition. They bought this. I'm going to get this. They move here. I move that. Number 12. It is dangerous to desire what God has forbidden. Turn to Joshua chapter 7, verse 21. It is Joshua 7, Joshua chapter 7, verse 21. It is dangerous to desire what God has forbidden us to have. When we disobey and take forbidden things, we, we offend God and will reap the consequences of our actions. It's dangerous to desire what God has forbidden. This is clearly seen in Joshua chapter 7, when Ai, the little Ai, overwhelmingly defeats Israel because of Achan's covetousness. He sinned against the Lord by taking clothes, money, silver, and gold, subsequently contaminating all Israel. Look at verse 21 of Joshua chapter 7. 
uh, it says, uh, when I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I, co- look at there, I what? Coveted. See, underline that. I coveted them and took them, and there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. You see, Achan, along with his family, reaped the devastating consequences of his covetousness to his own demise, as well as his family. Skip down to verse 25. Look at verse 25. It says, And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. The whole family was consumed and died because of the covetousness of Achan. Let me tell you something. Desiring what God has forbidden will bring about your demise. Here's a big one. Hold your hope now. You think I was through. I got a couple more we'll be through. You say, hurry and get through. Well, I'm going to take my time. Wait a minute. Oh, listen to this one. A covetous spirit will cause you not to see people as sinners in need of a savior, but as a business prospect for your own personal financial gain. Now that one, did you get that? I repeat it. That's a biggie. A covetous spirit will cause you not to see people as what? Sinners in need of a what? Of who? A savior. But a business prospect for your own personal financial gain. In other words, you'll pass out a personal business card promoting your business before you pass out an evangelistic Bible tract. You, you don't come in here to use this church as a platform to promote your business. I've been pastoring for 20 years, and I've never come up here to offer you something for my own personal gain. I don't believe in fleecing the flock. Because one day I got the answer to God for how I shepherded these people. And I'm not in it for what I can get. I've never told you to buy something so I can get something on the back end. Never. Never. I don't sell nothing from this pulpit. We may sell t-shirts or whatever, but that's just for you. And that's at cost. Whatever. Tapes. That's for your spiritual growth. It ain't for me. That goes back in the church's budget. I don't get none of that. You know what I get? I get a check just like you. No more, no less. Amen. But what goes for me, go for you too. You're not in here to gain your business contacts, whatever you're in. You're here to, to enjoy your God, to enjoy brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, and to lay aside your business and not look at people as business and members of the church as business opportunities. Instead of seeing them as soul-searching hearts in need of a savior. Got quite a got then. Why are you in church? Because of the who's who? Because of status? Because so-and-so is here? Because I can have another way of, of building my clientele? I'm an entrepreneur or whatever you are? Or are you here to just enjoy God and to see folk come to Christ? A covetous spirit will do that 
Although, finally but not the least, oh, there may be a time when God may sovereignly give you and me abundantly more than we need. We must guard against loving the things of the world to the point of greed. There are sometimes God may give us what we didn't ask for. Sometimes he gives you, you ask for this and he gives you that. Amen. Sometimes he gives you stuff you don't even ask for. And then sometimes you ask for a little and he gives you more than a little. I, you don't even understand why you get what you don't deserve. That's called grace, folks. Amen. Amen. Have you experienced the grace of God? The blessings from above? Amen. Don't you have now what you don't deserve? Abundantly. He has blessed you. Look, I'm looking at you. You look blessed because you are blessed. You got more now than you've ever had. You're living in places you never lived. You're driving cars you've never driven. I'm not saying to have these things around, but you're not going to have you. And you need to learn to be content with what you have until God decides in his own goodness to give you some more. To not rush God and move ahead of God and be answered because you can't have it right now or at least by tomorrow. First John 2, 15, 16 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Let me close with what God won't ask. Let me close that. Somebody was here visiting, and they were so convicted by the message on covetousness, this got in the hand of a member who brought the person, and then it ended up in my hands, and I fell in love with it. And I said, well, I'm going to make it a conclusion to this series. Listen, what God won't ask. God won't ask what kind of car you drove, but he'll ask how many people you drove who didn't have transportation. <laughs> God won't ask the square footage of your house, but he'll ask how many people you welcome into your home. God won't ask about the clothes you had in your closet, but he will ask how many you helped to clothe. God won't ask what your highest salary was on planet Earth, but he will ask if you compromise your character to obtain it. God won't ask what your job title was, but he'll ask if you performed your job to the best of your ability. God won't ask how many friends you had, but he'll ask how many people to whom you were a friend. God won't ask in what neighborhood you lived, but he'll ask how you treated your neighbor. God won't ask about the color of your skin, but he will ask about the content of your character. God won't ask why it took so long for you to seek salvation, but he will ask, did you seek first the kingdom of God and how many souls did you win to Christ? Beloved, a covetous heart is never satisfied, nor will it ever be content. Refuse to buy into the myth that happiness is bound up in possession, possessing many things. John D. Rockefeller, he was a pretty rich fellow. John D. Rockefeller was asked 
when he was making a million dollars a day, how much money does it take to satisfy a millionaire? You know what his reply was? A little bit. How much money does it take to satisfy a millionaire? And he said, just a little bit more. John Calvin said, and I quote, covetousness makes us a slave of the devil. Beloved, whose slave are you? Are you a slave of the devil living in pursuit of a little bit more? Or are you a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ who says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering? I desire to know more of my Jesus. Father, thank you for this message. Thank you, Father, that you've brought me to the conclusion of the Ten Commandments after about two years of preaching. Thank you, O oh God, that I didn't rush it. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. Now we see why it's such an issue in society. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in next week as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.